Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Roger, it's Brian. Look, I know this sounds a little far-fetched, but I want you to meet me every night between October the 21st to December the 18th at 7.30pm at a place called the Menier Chocolate Factory in London Bridge. Some days at 3pm and 7.30pm. People are going to watch us, a bit like a zoo or whatever, and I'll give you a cut. If you do want to find out more, look at the internet, menierchocolatefactory.com. Speak soon. Bye. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. And welcome to the The One Show Show Minisode. And yes, I said Minisode, and you are just going to have to deal with it. I am John Holmes, and this ep is a sort of bookend to the short series we've just lobbed Willie and also Nilly onto the internet. So it's just Mark and me, because we wanted to tell you some exciting news that we're planning for the The One Show Show early next year. But we're going to save that exciting news until the end of this short sode. And yes, I said short sode, and yes, you're going to have to deal with it. Full disclosure, we were going to just pop into your feed to tell you the news but then alex jones came back to the one show so from promptly broke it on live television and we couldn't let that go so this week then the return of children in need that's very exciting indeed bruno and sporringe let's do this thing so mark here we are we'll save the news as we yeah. said. We'll save the news i imagine a lot of people are hoping we're going to be saying we're not doing this anymore <laughs> um, but, but let, let's put them out of their, their misery or put them into their misery uh we, we are we well, are yeah, we, i'm so sorry but, but we are but it's just going to get worse mm. <laughs> but i mean as you say i mean we had to come back to do this show because this is the show that alex jones returned on one of the worst one shows i think of all time yeah, yeah, absolutely appalling. So, as a treat, we've got her back for a couple of nights. It's Alex! Oh, thank you! Alex, how are you? you Very good? well. It's so nice to be back. It was her first time back, because while she was away, as we've discussed, they've changed the set. Mm. Uh, the, the sofas are still green, but they're new, different sofas. Uh, and we might as well just pile in with the moment that she just broke the end off it. Yeah. Uh, he is, without oh, the doubt... The sofa has come apart. Right, Al. So, <laughs> for two seconds. <laughs> it's her first show back. It's her first show back. Apologies. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? He's without doubt the most enthusiastic dancing judge in the business. <laughs> Twice. Oh, gosh, I've broken this side now. <laughs> Were you going to pick it up and throw it at me to get in the They changed the set. Some cheap sets come in. Look, it breaks. Anyway. Um, I mean, John, what a pitiful show this was. It, it was like being 
a member of the one show's production team where they sit down and tell you what you're going to be doing in the next three weeks. Yeah. A big yeah. a big build for what they're going to be doing, which they weren't doing on this show, but what they are going to be doing for their new Children in Need fundraising challenge. Yeah. And tonight is just as exciting because we can finally reveal our plans for this year's Children in Need. Now, lots and lots of hard work has been going on behind the scenes. We've got a brand new fundraising challenge and a brand new team getting involved. So very shortly, you'll meet these five inspiring young people who've been supported by BBC Children in Need and they'll tell us why they want to give something back. And it's a show full of big reveals and surprises tonight. I mean, that was the other bit that sucked me in, if I'm honest, because, you know, you know what we're like when the Children in Need stuff turns <laughs> up, Mark. We, we disappear like, like, a, like you and I, I don't wish to cast aspersions on us, but I, I, mm. I think of you and I, as I picture you and I in my mind's eye mm. when the Children in Need time arrives, <laughs> yeah. right, we're like, we're like a, a, a man who's gone swimming in a cold lake. <laughs> And his penis has shriveled back into his body. And that's you and I, shriveling back in. It really is. I, I think, oddly, if you begin looking at the one show on a, on a huge year after year level, at what point did the BBC start doing bad, unentertaining stuff that was just filling hours of television? Yeah. And pre the one show, that was children in need. Compared to like Comic Relief, which was a lot of effort and loads of funny stuff and loads of bonuses, children in need did tend to be people just saying, come on, pick up the phone, come on. Yeah. give us your money here's a really horrible sad story you're going to watch that and then in a minute terry wogan will just be the person doing the links doing the same thing and then we get another sad film and i think th- it's odd that children in need now seems like the forerunner of the one show and the fact that they've come together in some kind of super group of absolute boring humorless begging sort of just seems like the natural order of things it really There's no does. mention of the rickshaw in this program no. However, I I I I do know that Matt Baker, mm. remember him? <laughs> he's coming back to the one show specifically to do the rickshaw challenge. They, they, Mark, they specifically they think they mistake that for being something people feel affection towards. <laughs> people do not know about it. it. It isn't a thing. Do you think they went uh, right? We've got this rickshaw challenge. Who who out of our new male presenters is going <laughs> to? Gonna do- Ronan, do you fancy? Fuck off. <laughs> Harry Judd, no. Yeah. You know, but, but, but the bloke, no. It's just amazing that the three presenters there, you've got Ronan, um, Harry Judd and Jermaine Jenis. It is amazing that you look back and go, do you know what? Matt has a lot more charisma than the three of really them. Now, we, together, actually, we, we've so, yeah. seen his output. It's not good. It's not good. It's just, oh my... I mean, Jermaine Jenis, who does appear briefly in this episode, absolutely distills the Jermaine Jenis experience for me in this one. And it, yeah. it, it just a little bit... We'll probably talk about it when we come to the bit. But how, how John, have things degenerated to such a point that you actually go, oh, Matt Baker's coming back. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a, a show like this as well, which, which is very charity orientated normally i think any television production company would go this is quite worthy 
It's going to be quite dry. Um, it's earnest. What we need to do is pack the rest of the show with stuff that's really big and showbiz. Yeah, and, and fun. Yeah, yeah and fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's the spoonful of sugar helping the medicine go down. Yeah. And instead, what we got was a feature about Matt Albright on lagging your loft, uh, Bruno <laughs> Tonioli, and then Giles Brandreth, who, who, for a man who really is a good speaker and is full of interesting stuff, didn't actually manage to do anything that was interesting. Well, I can't dance. I can't sing. But I can talk, and I do talk, and I've met a lot of interesting people over the years. But I did once, when I was a child, my mother had great ambition for me, wanted me to be a child star, thought I'd be the new Fred Astaire. And I knew, if anything, I'd be the new Fred Flintstone. But she (laughs) entered me for endless talent competitions. And in Broadstairs once, on the end of the pier, I won the Novelty Night talent competition. There I am, dancing. Look, they can see a picture of of me, age seven, and I won first prize. It was a, 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 just a mad, madly bad show. It was. I mean, it started off when they did the What's Coming Up menu. Mm. Um, we, you know, we're going to have um, one big thank you again, of course, yeah. where, they, uh, <laughs> yeah, where, where they find someone who's done something worthy and earnest. Yeah. And then, and then just send a video of, in this case, Jermaine Jenner, oh. to say thank you to uh, them. Yeah, we'll be saying one big thank you to Deborah Slater, whose hard work and dedication has made her hometown an incredibly safe place to live. I mean, they need to they need to find out in advance whether these people are aware of the one show's existence because <laughs> it doesn't seem like anyone that they've surprised has any idea of what any of it is. They do not know what is happening. And they said, well, find out what special guests involved in that. It's a goodie. Later, find out about her life-saving work and see which celebrity we've got in on the surprise. It's a goodie. And I thought, well, Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, no, wait, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was um then then there was a nod to Matt Allwright's Saving the Planet series of series of films they said this mm. is the third in our series of films and there has been a lot of chat about energy again this week so in the latest of our one change for our planet films Matt Allwright is looking at how you could save some energy now I've not seen those before they are obsessed with telling you stuff that is only something that the office need to know it, it doesn't, you don't need to know that it's three in a series you know sure if you work there you might have to go what number are we on well we need to take the third video off the off the shelf <laughs> i don't need to know it's like saying it, it, it's matt all right's third in the series and it runs for five minutes and 42 seconds <laughs> you know, just details that and i don't the need to know is this and the outline <laughs> is is this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, we'll make sure that you know uh, probably uh, in the four seconds before it ends, we will have one of the floor managers shout, and back in three, over the t- <laughs> You don't need the television stuff to make a television show for the viewers. And then we were into the um, the Children in Need mm. Surprise Squad. Surprise Squad! <laughs> <laughs> the surprise being, I, I don't think this has been worked out. It, like with a great deal of advance and we hope that you're going to love our new fundraising challenge for this year's children in need so big question what is it well it is going to combine tough challenges heartwarming surprises and moving stories and it's called surprise squad 
So, who are the surprise squad? Their names are Ore, Joseph, Nathan, Roisin and Dylan. It was just like Avengers Assemble, but with disadvantaged kids. <laughs> it was. I mean, look, you know, I, I, I'm going to say absolutely heads up. I, I am always going to be up for people with disabilities and who have been through life-challenging incidents. I'm always going to be up for them having a role on television. Yes, I what Absolutely. I what I feel less comfortable with is when you always put these people in the cul-de-sac of well but they can only do stuff that's about other people who are going through the things that they went through you know something similar or adjacent to their own experience stroke difficulties and I just let them do a fucking film about kestrels. Like yeah, all the able buddies. Rather than have uh, Ore, Nathan, Dylan, Joseph, and Raffi, mm. who were our su- uh, I say suicide squad. That's not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, the viewers of the suicide squad. <laughs> Sorry, I beg your pardon. The surprise squad. And the surprise at the end is they all top themselves. I mean, I mean oh, you know, God. yes, Ofcom would get involved, but the BBC would say, <laughs> well, did it, did, was it or was it not a surprise? And Ofcom would have to say, well, yeah, it was a surprise. It, was, it, was, it did do what it said. Yes, it did. Does it qualify as earnest or fun when that happened? Which was the bit. Yeah. Anyway, the five of them. Mm. Um, as you rightly say, we're, we're, we're going to be going around the country on a rickshaw, probably, <laughs> uh, and they're going to surprise people, uh, as you say, uh, sort of disability adjacent. Right? Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Instead of that, no, have them pr- presenting a film about lagging aloft yeah. or whatever it might Ab- be. Absolutely. You know, just, Ab- just put them on that. television. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Now, the surprise squad will be going around the country, completing surprise challenges for projects funded by Children in Need. Projects that, you know, need a bit of help and a bit of a boost. And myself, Ronan and Jermaine will be there to lend a hand. This whole thing again, with their explaining it, this was very, very clear. You could do it. You could do it in one line. You could say, well, what they're going to be doing is going out, visiting some of the projects and, you know, sprinkling a little bit of magic and surprising the people who are involved in them. Didn't need to take, I would say, what, 12 minutes to, to get that across. They were also, they mentioned a couple of times, they were like, you know, they're giving something back to Children in Need, the charity that has helped them. Five inspirational young people who have been helped by Children in Need and who want to give something back. All of them have been helped by Children in Need and over the next few weeks, they'll be giving back. Turning their hand to everything from makeovers to fundraisers. Helping to make something special for deserving charities. And I'm sort of a bit like, I think, like, charity isn't really about having to give stuff back. (laughs) Charity is about being helped. And I sort of felt like, they should have been saying they have volunteered, you know, to, to give this a boost rather than constantly going, this is a duty that they feel, you know, I think we all agree they're obliged to do. We, we saved their lives. So <laughs> they owe us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we gave a couple of grants, one's £800, you know, uh, I mean, that money isn't just given free. We, we're going to expect £800 of television work in return to cancel that debt. If they don't want to cancel the debt, we'll send in the bailiffs. Yeah, you know, or just or take away their treatment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also we have to put them back to the position they were in before children in need got involved. So <laughs> we, we, just, we just ride them back to where they live on the back of rickshaw and kick them off the yeah. back. If one of them had like a lung complaint, they will have to stay outside for two days just to get them back to the level they were at before they had the treatment. <laughs> that that I, no one could disagree with that. Come on, that is that is fair enough. Um, oh. I I just I just I didn't 
quite, even when they'd explained it, really understand what this was. It was woolly. And this whole idea of they're going to turn up and surprise do stuff, it's not as if you kind of go, and if they do it, you know, won't that be brilliant? You can, you know, donate. It was just like, they're going to do it, so donate. So whatever it is, whatever they do, it doesn't matter. Just donate, yeah? But they'll be doing that. In the old days, people did used to go, they're going to go on, even like the Rickshaw Challenge, for all its flaws, and there are many. (laughs) The key one being it's so boring. At least you can go, it's going from A to B, and they have to get from A to B. Yeah. And I know there was a lot of things about swapping, you know, cyclists in it that was confusing and it didn't always go. It stopped a lot. Yeah. Um, but at least you can go, well, that is a charitable thing that you are going, yes, if you succeed in that, I will give you the money. And this is just like, they're going to turn up somewhere. They're going to do something we're not telling you about and we expect you to pay for this. Turning their hand to everything from makeovers to fundraisers, helping to make something special for deserving charities. <laughs> That's not... That's not a charitable fundraiser. That's just that's just some people doing something, and you have to then pay it's, regardless. It's also filling television time, isn't it? As oh. you say, it goes hand in hand. Children need the one show now. It's just sort of it's it, like a like a Siamese twin. Can you say that? I don't know. Uh, co, co-joined twin, probably not. Co-joined twins. I I mean, look. I think there is a slight thing about the one show goes. Well, this is earnest and stuff, and you know that will prevent this podcast being made. No. No, that will make this podcast be made because the combination is so toxic, it has to be talked about. But then Alex broke the sofa, and then we learned, though, things we learned from the one show, and this is something I certainly didn't know before, so I was Mm. grateful, grateful to have watched this episode because now I know that Alex Jones loves the word panache. Now let's welcome a dancer and presenter who is known for his passion and panache. He I is the word panache. panache. I love that word. I wonder what it. I wonder what it is in Welsh. <laughs> panache does sound like the sort of thing about I live in panache and it's in Carmarthenshire. <laughs> this was the first interview they had uh, coming back. I think. Did she break the sofa in this bit? She did break the sofa in this bit. I think. Yeah, yeah, they had yeah, Bruno yeah. Tonioli on, oh, um, the the former Strictly Come Dancing judge. Um, and oh, is he not on it? I don't watch. I don't know. Isn't he? He's isn't gone to he? the American version, Dancing with the Stars. Right. Um, okay. I, I, I think you know, like the opening question. I think the British viewers have seen through him a bit. And the opening question was, I mean, in a, in a in a brilliant bit of synchronicity that they couldn't have known was coming. Alex breaks the sofa. So, uh, where was I? He is without doubt the most enthusiastic dancing judge in the business. <laughs> and this is going to be brilliant now, because in fact he's so enthusiastic, he's often a danger to himself. Is he? But watch this. Is he? Is he? Then they show a little video of Bruno Tonioli constantly falling off his chair on Strictly. I'll always let you. <laughs> And the opening question was, all right, Bruno, look, the first time you fell off your chair, maybe. But all of the other ones, surely that's just you pissing about. Was look basically at me, attention. Look yeah. at me, look at me. Oh, you know, we saw you there uh, falling uh, off the chair, which I think the first time you did it, I think was a genuine mistake. But is it, <laughs> is it now your thing? Because you did it again on Dancing with the Stars a few weeks ago. I mean... What an opening question to basically sort of go, hello, welcome to the show. You're a liar. You're a fraud. Um, 
how do you answer those charges? <laughs> to be fair to them, though, that was exactly my... That would have been my question. Because, you know, that, that montage... I mean, I wasn't aware that Brunio... Brunio? Yeah, I'm going to call him that. <laughs> yeah. Brunio. Yeah. Brunio falls off his chair. Yeah. I wasn't aware that was a thing. But as a montage of a clip sequence, uh, it clearly is a thing. And they're absolutely right. It, it seemed to be whenever the attention was drawn away from him to another judge or somebody else was yeah. talking, yeah. he was like, look at me, and fell off his chair He's like, he, and pretended it was it, an accident. He is like a child from, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's a sort of disgusting, <laughs> spoiled show-off. Um, but but I, I thought the question would have been, like, it was a little bit undermined by the fact that we'd just seen Alex fall off a chair. Um, yeah. So we know it happens, um, but they didn't reference that. But my, I wondered whether I, a tiny flash went through my mind of going, oh my God, how clever. They, Alex has pretended to break the sofa in order to get into a film about a man falling off a chair. <laughs> oh. But then I realised what I was watching and went, yes. oh no, of course not. There was no, there was no forethought, no. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Love football? Can't wait for the season to hit its stride? Salivate over Super Sunday? Well, this podcast is probably not for you. If, however, you're tired of the hype, but part of you still loves the game, you could try the famous sloping pitch from Great Big Owl with Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests. The famous sloping pitch. It's a podcast about football, not market traders. The best thing about that was his opening line where he went, um, uh, they sort of went, oh, hello, Bruno. And he went, oh, I miss you and I love you. (laughs) And Alex went, yes, loads of people miss you here too. I miss you. I miss you and I love you. Well, loads of people (laughs) here are missing you, which we'll get on to in a second. And very, very clearly going, Bruno, no one loves you. Bruno, (laughs) Bruno, you are, you are 
devoid of love in your life. Your life is empty of love. Um, anyway, you're a liar and a fraud. <laughs> the, the end of it was great, though, when even Harry Judd got sick of him. So Bruno was doing all his, with his shirt undone stuff, just yeah. on the sofa in LA or wherever. And he, he started banging on about the Strictly tour, which he's, probably, he's doing over here, I think. And he, he was going, oh, it's, uh, it's great, the tour. I'm going to be on the tour. And beautiful people. And now it was on the tour. And in the middle of his, he started going, Birmingham, we're doing Birmingham. And Harry just went, yeah, that's very exciting indeed. Well, that's that's very very exciting news indeed, Bruno. Um, <laughs> he got he managed to get one venue location out. That was yeah. it, and and then it was like, oh well. I mean, there is you 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 got to say there was a live show, and no other details were given because they <laughs> just cut you dead. <laughs> and the the way the, the way that Harry Judd and respect to Harry Judd mm. off of McFly for this, he said that's very exciting indeed, Bruno, in a voice that made it sound and rightly the most unexciting. <laughs> he, he just said he, it sounded so bored. He <laughs> really did sound bored. Although I, although I do think this show, watching it, he is we've seen him I think since his sort of first couple of shows. At which point we were like, you know, he's pretty good at this. It's not a hard job. He's pretty good at it. And I thought this show, I thought he was really sullen and he'd become worse the more he'd done. (laughs) Which is a unique one-show trick of taking someone and you go, they might be all right. And in two weeks, you go, they're as bad as anyone else. Um, <laughs> really strange. He, um, they get sucked into the world of it. That's why. I think, I think they do. And it's just, you know, it's, they're sapped. It's like a vampire show. Um, his voiceover on, I think he did it on One Big Thank You, was properly um, glum. Kirsty is in the building next door and she's also preparing to disrupt the demo. Here's how it'll work. <laughs> he really sounded like he didn't want to be there at all. Um, this was the section where Deborah Slater from Whittlesea in Cambridgeshire yep. has provided uh, a lot of defibrillators. It, they said it's for everyone in our community. The reason why I'm nominating Deborah is for the outstanding work that she has done to provide a defibrillator for everybody within our community. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, not everyone's going to need one. <laughs> Um, I don't. Yeah, that's too many defibrillators. Um, they're actually becoming a health hazard. Yeah, <laughs> people are tripping over them. Just, yeah. yeah, but I, I, again, you know, I have those things of I. I would have thought that was something that you know, government or local government, and certainly the council, you know, should be doing and not leaving it up to individuals uh, to do. But Jesus Christ, John! Oh my God. Well, th- now there was the, again the germ of a good idea here because mm. like, there's, there's obviously a one big thank you production team who have to come up with ways of surprising people who've done good in their community yeah and they always get a celebrity to do something we've we've talked about it before haven't we when um when who was it who was the i forget the celebrities a celebrity turned up when someone had done a skydive to raise some money Uh, and i oh yes woman off eastenders that's oh the that's right the woman off eastenders yes thank you and they'd set up a thing where she appeared in a video the the girl thought it was a video of her skydiving it was been been accidentally wiped over with an episode (laughs) of EastEnders with this woman on was the conceit and this one was you know defibrillators speak to you and give you instructions right Mm. like put the pad on the person's bare chest they say in a robotic voice a standard defibrillator delivers pre-recorded instructions about how to use it through a built-in loudspeaker attach pads to the patient's bare chest and they got Kirsty Gallagher (laughs) next door speaking through the defibrillator in a robotic voice go put the pad onto the person's chest. Yeah. So Deborah will be listening to me instruct her on how to use it. And some of the instructions won't be quite as they should be. 
and then started addressing Deborah, the woman concerned, um, by her name, out of a defibrillator speaker. Yeah. Which is a quite a good idea. Open airway. Hand on the forehead, two fingers under the point of the chin. Check breathing. So far, Deborah has no idea the voice she is hearing is Kirsty's. Check breathing. Your head needs to get down to the mouth. Time to give Deborah some surprise encouragement. If he is breathing, we can stop checking. Nice one, Deborah. <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. I mean, Kirsty Gallagher, if you just said to me she is actually the real, genuine voice of defibrillators, I would sort of go, well, yeah, it's the right mix of sort of robotic and impersonal. <laughs> that would that would work for me. It was her sitting there tittering, yeah. Kirsty, as she sort of went, place the pads on the chest. <laughs> which is a bit sort of it was just a strange note what was best about it of course is that unlike for example the girl who'd done the skydive who was a huge fan of the eastenders actress in this one this woman had clearly never heard of or seen before <laughs> kirsty gallagher no, and no, not at all. didn't seem to be aware of the presence of the one show in any way no. so <laughs> As far as she was concerned, it was just some she was strangers. Just a terrible dream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> some strangers, sort of, you know, in a world that is totally unrelated to what she's doing, they interfered with her equipment, <laughs> they ruined her presentation. Time for Kirsty to reveal herself. Hello. <laughs> Deborah, I'm representing the one show to say one big thank you to you for all your amazing work you are an incredible lady and there are so many people that want to say thank you to you follow me then they took her outside and jermaine jenis did a really flat thank you to her which (laughs) i mean credit to her she did not find emotional at all Hi, Deborah. It's Jermaine from The One Show. After losing a close family friend to a cardiac arrest, you decided to do something about it. So you launched the Defibrillators for All campaign, which has seen the installation of over 50 defibrillators in Whittlesea in Cambridgeshire, making it one of the safest towns in England. She, do you uh, think she thought? Do you think she generally was thinking? Because you can look at her face throughout this film, and she mm. doesn't know what's going on. Right? No. And it's like, my, you know, if I was saving someone's life <laughs> and, and Kirsty Gallagher walked in, I wouldn't recognise her or know who she was. It's like, well, who is this person interrupting my demonstration? Completely. And, and I wonder if she thought, when all the, you know, then, then the one show turned up, she must have thought, what's happened here is in some terrible crushing irony, I've died of a heart attack. <laughs> this is what purgatory looks like. <laughs> I wish they'd got the defibrillator to me in time, because this is really boring. <laughs> the, uh, Hell is the one show. <laughs> they, they had a lot of, like, they did sort of say her favourite um, show, uh, we've got... Uh, 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 Sean Williamson, the Dark Destroyer uh, from the Chase, which is Deborah's favourite show. Who is he? Okay. Yeah, he was one of the the chasers. And from Deborah's favourite TV show, The Chase, Sean Wallace, aka the Dark Destroyer, also wanted to say thanks. Hi, Deborah. I've heard all about your amazing work you do. Making sure the public has easy access to defibrillators saves lives, which is brilliant. They had to ask her what show she liked on television, and her friends had to come back to the one show and say, "Well, it's not the one show. It's the Chase, which is on a different channel." So they've gone to get him. But the one show going round and going, well, the reason we've got Kirsty Gallagher is her dad, you know, had a heart attack and was saved by a defibrillator. And then they got Ted Robbins, the stand-up, who yeah. had also been saved by a yeah. defibrillator. But she's not going to know, unless you're a fan of, no disrespect to the great Ted Robbins, but unless you're a fan of Ted Robbins, yeah. you're not going to recognise Ted Robbins when he turns up. No. On a screen. Also, saying, 
This is great. These aren't her defibrillators, right? <laughs> she's She's got 50 defibrillators through Cambridgeshire. These are just other people's defibrillators. This is like me taking credit for other big podcasts. <laughs> and sort of, because it's a podcast, you go, you've done so much for the world of podcasting. You know, you, Steve Merchant and, and, and Carl, uh, Mark, thank you. It's just, you're mixing things that aren't related. So... I just found it very, very confusing. It would have been different if she had blubbed and she'd have been like, I am really emotional. Instead, what she did is she got into the, you know, the the last bit was her, they turn around and sort of go, so how did that make you feel? And she sort of says, "Um, well, everyone's here. Do you want me to show you how defibrillators work? Can I just check, do you all know how to use a defib? Because I've got one set up ready. (laughs) Everyone laughed. And I was thinking... I mean, that would have been a better use of the television time, wouldn't it? (laughs) That would have saved more lives. That would have got her message out there, rather than all this stuff about trying to give her a shock. (laughs) We could have learnt something, and the decision was made that we wouldn't, and instead we'd have Kirsty Gallagher punching the air. Uh, That that was the the decision that was made. Was it the right decision? No, 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 it wasn't. (laughs) No. <laughs> uh, which takes us right back to the original commissioning meeting for the one show. Of course. <laughs> and then we had um, we had uh, Charles Brandreth and Susie Dent, of course, mm. on the on the sofa. And your show called Something Rhymes with Purple. purple. Because something does. Do you know what it is? Uh, uh, Shmurple. Oh, Shmurple. Shmurple. This is where Alec, Alex broke the sofa for the second time. Yep. Uh, just snapping the end off it. Uh, and Which no one was amused by. No one cared. Um, <laughs> all I wrote down here, really, because it was just them plugging uh, their podcast about words that they do, and they're going on tour or something. Yeah. So plugging that. And, I, I really hope it's uh, like one of those old sort of uh, early 90s things where two people go on tour and they just tell really sort of filthy sports stories. <laughs> be, I would like to see that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, the 10 million downloads their podcast has, has got. And now there, and I was thinking, you know, it's uh, it's all about words and stuff. You know, we use words on this podcast. That's right. Don't? Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand yeah. you know, why, why that's gone. And also, the sort of people that watch Countdown don't mm. know what a podcast is, do they? So no. Who's, who's I don't, downloading who, that? Who is listening to that? And they're all like, oh, here are some interesting words. We're going to use the words like, we, we use words like abysmal, yeah. boring, <laughs> rubbish, <laughs> sack Jermaine Janus. Yeah, you all know. the time. Where are yeah. our, where are our 10 million? Loads of words rhyme with sack Jermaine Janus. <laughs> 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 there was a good story in here that I did like, which was that when Giles did the one show, Alex had a genuine stick which she could prod him with if he wouldn't yes. shut up. What was the what? Because I once had to have a stick on the show when he was co-presenting, just to give him a little tap. <laughs> that, that is true. I really forgot remember. that. Yes, the viewers didn't know that, but no. she was actually poking me once in a while <laughs> to, to shut up. I mean, what a humiliating revelation! <laughs> Alex is given a stick. So off camera, she had a pointed stick, mm. and would if, if he's talking to it, she would jab him in the leg or something with it. Just, off cam- just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, at least give her a taser. Harmer <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a with an absolutely massive knife. Just the <laughs> second he goes on too long, plunge it into his head. <laughs> <laughs> Defibrillate that, you cunt. <laughs> There's an interesting phrase for Susie Dent to look at. (laughs) (laughs) I should imagine that is the first, like, ever recorded use of the phrase defibrillate that, you cunt. (laughs) 
<laughs> Proud to be at the forefront of this evolution of the language. <laughs> and oh. then at the end of it, though, the very end, for someone who's good with words, mm. what was Susie Dent saying? To this, so they got some thank, got some um, viewer messages in, didn't they? Saying, yeah. Well done, Alex. You know, it's great to see you back and your smile and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, the two, the the two they read were yeah. both like you and your lovely smile are back, like creepy fucking men. <laughs> Madness. Right, we have time for just a few yeah, we've messages. Had tons, we? we have, and a lot of them are for you, Al. Oh. John says, lovely to see Alex Jones and her beautiful smile back on the one show. <laughs> uh, another one says, hey, Alex, how wonderful to have you back with that inspiring smile, and you look amazing. <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Alex. I'm glad you're back, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> really, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it's not been the same. I broke my sofa in a different sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then um, Harry Judd said, you know, what rhymes with orange? Mm. That someone had written that in. And Charles Brandeth just, just went sporange in the way that everyone does when you think of a word that doesn't rhyme with anything. You just put an SP on the front yes. of it. <laughs> yeah. and he, is that a word? He's, no, I don't think so, he said. I, think, I think it just it's just a made up word. What rhymes with orange, guys? What rhymes with orange? Sporange. Sporange. But what's a sporange, what I'm not sure that it exists. I think it's one of those wonderful words. And then Susie Dent said, and this is the weird bit, she said, uh, no, I think it is a word. It's a botanical word. And then the, the theme tune for the end yeah. of the show, because it was really speeding towards them now, uh, and she said, it's a botanical word. And we, we have to say, this did not come from us. We had a conversation about this. I was well impressed. Yeah. I think it is, it is definitely a botanical word. And we have to say, this did not come from us. We had a conversation about this. I was well impressed. Yeah. Well, that's all <laughs> we have time for. Thanks to Giles, Susie and Bruno. Right. So, OK, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know the end's coming, but where did it come from? Conversation with who? Well impressed with what? Well, that's all we have time for, says Harry. Also, I mean, gone. how much of an expert is Susie Dent if, if she's sort of like, I, I've never heard the question, what rhymes with orange before? You know, <laughs> that seems to be like the first thing that if you went, oh, yeah, I do about words, people go, oh, there's nothing rhymes with orange. Has Susie Dent never heard that? <laughs> that someone says sporange and she goes, no, this conversation means nothing to me. Just really, the best listener text that they read out was one to Susie Dent which was someone said, as a dyslexic, I don't feel stupid when you speak about words. Susie, we've got one for you. Susie, it's uh, great to see you on the one show. As a dyslexic, I don't feel stupid when you talk about words. Uh, who picks these? What are you supposed to say about that? You're like, oh, well, that's nice, because, yeah, dyslexics are stupid, aren't they? But I'm glad, I mean, just bizarre. <laughs> it was a strange. It was, because, you know, I thought, yeah, if you're a dyslexic watching that would be going, hang on a minute, hang on, what did you just Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, what self-loathing g- dyslexic person is like, I'll speak on, on behalf of all dyslexic people. Often when people talk about stuff, I feel very stupid. You wow. know, m- maybe that's not the dyslexia. Maybe yeah, you're yeah. stupid. <laughs> you know, ah, oh. did you um, did you enjoy the the Matt Allwright uh, energy section on this oh, as well, uh, which was uh, one change for our planet, another of their subtitled sections, another of their 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 bits on the script that don't really need to make it to air. It really it smacked, didn't it? Of um, what what shall we do with Matt Allwright? He's got a contract. Uh, yeah, and it this was, was this was desperate. This one, this was so bad. That's why we're asking you to get involved in our one change for our planet vote where you can tell us what changes you might be willing to make to reduce your carbon footprint and protect the environment. Tonight, we're continuing our series of, uh, sorry, series of films outlining 20 changes to your everyday life, recommended by experts that could make a difference. And at the end of the series next week, we'll be asking you to consider all the changes on the list and vote 
for the ones you feel most that you most want to try. If they want you to vote for the changes that they're making in all of these different th- I mean why why are you bringing the thing about voting for it? Just, you know, do it or don't. An extra level of confusion. But this was four ways in which we can try and reduce our own carbon footprint and save a bit of money in the process. Yeah. The big one that they started off with was insulate your house. And they did a great thing by they picked someone who when they went up to his loft it was insulated better than any other loft you've ever seen in your life. And they had to go, they brought an expert in and he was like, ah, shit, yeah, no, there's not, nothing we can, no, that's, that's really it. That is really it. So, how does Adams shape up? Yes, it's very good. It's, it's well insulated. What? <laughs> what? Anyone's loft that you went to would be less good than that loft. Spectacular. Bad bit of booking. There was nothing in the loft. You know, I, I, I don't really have a loft, to be honest here, but, you know, my parents' loft, certainly, it's just everyone's loft. It's just full of Christmas decorations and shit. Yeah, it? yeah. And this guy's, all that was in it was none of that. All that was in it was insulation. Yeah, fleece. It's just, just a hand. house full of fleece. And the guy was reduced to saying, well, ah, oh, hang on, though, there's a little section on the, the like, loft hatch he said, where that hasn't got any insulation. So what you could do is, is, is like attach a bin bag full of insulation onto the back of that. Just one small problem. There's a small missing patch, which is the loft hatch. For the sake of taping some insulation in a bin bag to the back of it, you might save an extra couple of percent a year just okay. in terms of the heat leakage through that loft hatch i mean the, the guy has done pretty much better than anyone else you know you, you might as well just say yeah there's a lot of insulation here put twice as much in and then yeah. that will be even more insulated just a desperate scrabbling but then the other thing they were saying which was odd was they were talking about which has been, because been very much in the news recently about people getting heat pumped oh this was hilarious have you ever heard of an air source heat pump no. Well, first of all, he said, all right, look what you've done. And the guy had already done it as well, of course. Mm. He'd already put LED bulbs in place of the old bulbs. Yeah, Again, which... The expert was having to go, yeah, yes, yes, that's exactly right. And look, it could if... save you three or four pounds <laughs> a right. year. If the room is used a lot. So between an incandescent bulb, which is the old type of light bulb, to the, to the LEDs you've got now, you can save three or four pounds a year per fitting on a room that's used a lot. <laughs> there were a lot of those. Yeah. And they also, they were talking about the old incandescent light bulbs and what they purposely left out was low energy light bulbs there was no mention of those at all because that of course would have meant there is no point changing to leds and so again being a bit dishonest in an attempt to sort of make it sound less shit when you're talking about savings of three pounds a year (laughs) you could say three pounds a year and these heat pumps cost 18 grand (laughs) (laughs) they come with a hefty price tag too costing anywhere between six and eighteen thousand pounds the heat pump get rid of your have your boiler taken out which is working perfectly fine have it taken out and replaced with a a heat pump that costs between six and eighteen thousand pounds i mean credit to him he didn't just go oh fuck off come on (laughs) he sort of went yeah great advice the heat pump was was an interesting thing to hear about it does sound expensive but no there's been some uh, some great advice yeah great advice yeah are you gonna do it um i mean it's great advice (laughs) 
is great advice. I mean, what is the carbon footprint of pulling out a perfectly decent boiler? Crazy, crazy, crazy. It was like one of those energy company videos you get when they send you an email that you would never click on in a million years. And it would say, here's how, you know, you can help us save energy. Fuck off. You do your job. I'll do mine. (laughs) That's right. Not helping you. You mean to help your profits. That's what you mean. Yeah. And so on. Yeah. Get me buying big insulation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. No, it was it was one of the it was one of those films where i i longed for a wildlife film i was it's like oh what am i watching this for it was a it was a tour of some depressing houses doing the most depressing jobs that you could do even if it was your own house and when it's a stranger's it just seems doubly pointless yeah what a show And that is where we'll bring this succinct sode. Yes, I said succinct sode, and you're just going to have to deal with it. I love the word sode. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's underused. Sode. Uh, <laughs> to a close. Uh, we will be back. We will be back in the new year. But here's the thing. We'll be back bigger and better than before. Because while this The The One Show show will remain free at the point of sale, we are going to jump in to the world of Patreon. Is it Patreon or Patreon? Pa- I call it Patreon. Because of patrons. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. But, you know, to, just because just it's to me, I'm going to say Patreon. <laughs> to bring you <laughs> bonus material. Bonus material. That's what we're going to bring you via Patreon, Patreon. Stuff we cut out because it was too rude. And we're going to expand the Tatitos world and take on a ton of other televisual tat. Right? That's what we're going to do. Bonus spin-offs. We will tackle, probably, the likes of BBC One's Morning Live with Mark's favourite, Gethin Jones. Wonderful. This morning with Holly and Phil, even. Or Love Your Weekend with Alan Titchmarsh, which I'd never even heard of until, I'll be honest, I googled the phrase shit television this morning. And that popped up. Sounds magical, doesn't it? I can't, can't wait. If you're top tier, is that how Patreon Patreon works? Mm. Uh, we could even do, we may even do, we will do bespoke programmes at your request. But we reserve the right to draw a line in the sand, possibly after loose women, but well in front of Lorraine is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so basically, you know, you, what we're saying is you'll get them if you donate. It will pay for the time it takes to make it and for the therapy Mark and I need. Yeah, we, we will be the only people who are watching and analysing the shows that lots of people seem to watch, but nobody seems to analyse. Yeah. Uh, I am obsessed with debt collecting shows going out at 10.30 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, that, that to me is a symptom of the sickness that Britain suffers from, that that is... <laughs> seen as being entertainment as these horrible bailiffs are portrayed by he- as heroes and sort of wild west cowboys uh, absolutely disgraceful yeah. so the way i see it john is, is sort of like we're two tele-evangelists we are going to be going around telling you what is rotten in the state of television um, <laughs> and that will be a project for 2022 um, we are going to we'll take you by the hand and we'll take you through the world's shittest shows and as we said before you're always so generous you always rise to the occasion whatever you can give will make a huge difference as you know but the other the one show, show will remain free as a bird though this this the, the one that started it all will remain free as a bird but a bird sat a fight with a cat has one wing all <laughs> smashed up a broken beak and has done a panic shit on the green sofas so, <laughs> so that's it so remember remember to sign up when we launch the the one show show one big bonus patreon patreon but while you're remembering that also remember this and remember it well when you look at the television to look at any old shit that any old shit looks back into you. Goodbye.
Hello, I'm Tom, and I make a podcast where I log in to celebrities' Amazon accounts. It's called... What a brilliant idea for a pod. There's no original pods out there anymore, but this genuinely is. Oh, thanks, Ben Bailey-Smith. Anyway, it's called... This is good, isn't it? It's clever, this podcast. You should do more. Thanks, Kerry Godleyman. It's called... This is such a great idea, by the way. What great podcast. Shappy Corsander, you're too kind. The podcast is but called... it's biographical. You can get all sorts of information out of people. This is a very good idea. Thank you, Nick Helm. It's called My Mate Bought a Toaster. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Thanks, Alex Horn. Can you tell your friends? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.